0: I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro San Filippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Okay, everybody, welcome back to It's the Journey. This is the second of two episodes with Molly Amberghi. Uh, If you listen to the first one, then you'll know we got kind of interrupted right in the middle of our conversation about about movies and play productions and all that fun stuff. And that's where we pick we pick right back up where that left off, and we got to dive into. Uh, Molly's experience with with um, stand up comedy and with podcasting, and I even asked her some relationship advice because she's got a really cool thing going. Uh, great, uh, she's what's really cool about her. She's got this great like not only work life balance, but balance with within her relationship between sh- uh, the. two, two of them getting to do, uh, what they are passionate about separately and together. And I think that's rare and beautiful. And so I took the time to ask her, uh, to, to share. So hopefully that's helpful for, for other people too. Cause I know that's something that a lot of couples struggle with. Uh, so I'm super duper excited to uh, dive into the rest of this uh, this episode with Molly. If you skip that for some reason, you don't have to, but it would—it's kind of like you're jumping in the middle of a conversation. So it'd be helpful to go back and listen to episode 45 before you finish uh, jump into this one for 46. So with all that, we're going to jump in and have our conversation or finish the conversation with Molly. I know you'll enjoy it. She's an amazing, awesome person. Uh, to give you a little bit of a preview, uh, I mentioned last time I I uploaded my files to Audible's website, and by the time this is released, I will be only a one week away from them telling me if I passed or not. So I'm really, really excited about that. And if you're listening to this, this will be, I plan on releasing this on a Thursday. That means tomorrow, which will be Friday, October 22nd, I'll be doing a live author talk at the Social Goods Marketplace. So come see me, come check it out. Uh, You can come and I'm going to be doing a little bit of a reading from afterlife and doing some Q and a, and there'll be wine there from strange fruit. Was it from strange fruit group? That was hard to say. Uh, and also you can get to check out, uh, the offerings at the social good marketplace. That's, uh, Morgan Knowles store here in Shaw neighborhood. And she has an amazing variety of products for, your house and self care and books—it's just a really, really good cool thing. And she's even carrying my book now. But as part of your entry, um, you can buy tickets for this uh, for the for the for the event Friday on her website. As part of that, you get wine and you get uh, an autographed book, and and we get to spend the evening together. So, what's wrong with? any of that. (laughs) So I hope you'll be there and I hope that uh, I can see you. So with all that, let's jump, jump in and, and finish our, or continue our conversation with Molly. Oh, one more thing. Um, I've been really excited. Like uh, recently I'm continuing to be able to uh, get more and more guests for, from people I didn't know before. My guests for next week is, uh, an artist named Sandra vibe and she's from Lithuania and she does these amazing giant, beautiful, uh, original paintings. Uh, I, I, should, I should consider it an abstract kind of art. Um, but she's got a really, really cool, um, page on Instagram where she Uh, kind of explains, you know, talks about some of the things that she's interested and curious about and shows some of her process and you get to see some of the pieces as they come together before they go on sale. And so we talk about, um, we talk about all that. And then in two or three weeks, I'm speaking with Amanda Oliver, who is coming out with a new book and I'm so, so excited about that. So, uh, and then, yeah, I've got um, uh, the gentleman, who I did the walking tour with Lorcan Collins in, in Dublin. He and I probably won't speak till sometime in December. So that one will come out either December, or January, but um, stay tuned. I'm I'm so thrilled and excited to be expanding my, my uh, guest list into people in other countries and around the world. And that plays in perfectly with what I'm trying to do where next year, Um, in October, I'm going to be doing a really long trip and I'm trying to line up a lot of neat, fun conversations, interviews, and hopefully I can figure out video by then. Uh, because the locations will be neat and interesting and all that kind of fun stuff. And some of them might even be in, um, either Italian or German. And so those will be on YouTube with subtitles and, um, I'm figuring out all that fun stuff. So that's what I got for you. Um, there you go. So I think this is the third time I've said this, but uh, let's jump in and finish our conversation with Molly. I know you're going to love what she has to offer and share as she um, kind of explains some of her thought processes that I know will provide you some inspiration, motivation, and tools for your journey. So let's jump in and uh, and do this. Thanks. <music> Yes. Okay. <laughs> right, right. so uh the audience you don't know this but we're, we're i i want to capture this as kind of like a learning moment uh we were in the middle of our recording and uh um molly's battery died and then we start having issues with my the, the software program that i'm using and what 20 20 minutes have passed since the middle yes. of this really great conversation and i could have just we could have just jumped right back into it and pretended like it didn't happen right but <laughs> Yeah. The the point of this is like, it's like, I I talk about this all the time. Like we're, we're, we got this fire hose of bullshit negativity coming in from the press of real scary things and things that are just designed to scare you so that you'll watch advertisements. And then this fake perfection coming from social media, whether it's aesthetics or fitness or health or perfect relationships or other stuff. And shit happens. And you, you, you got to roll with it (laughs) and learn. And this morning I was having other issues with my, my interface. Like I had to, I don't know, I don't want to get into all that, but I was, it's, it's something's wrong with it. I'm going to have to actually use my warranty to get a new one, which is fine. But I was really scared that I was going to have tech issues. Uh, And then, yeah, so things happen. And, and I I was like,
1: don't worry, Carlo, I got you covered because I have tech issues. We all have (laughs) tech issues. We do,
0: we do. You know, like when you try something new, things happen and you gotta roll with it and keep going because you know, life's not perfect or easy, but you shouldn't let that get you down. So
1: exactly that's why when you were like, we can pick up, I was like, trust me, I'll be home in like two minutes. Let me just get plugged in. We'll be
0: yeah, exactly as a as a as a stand-up comic and theater person, you were like used to rolling with things, so oh yeah, well, perfect. But I wanted to, I wanted I didn't want to ignore it. So right. I, we captured it and we're gonna go on. Exactly. So I think what I started to say is I don't have as much experience with plays that are like non-sequential, but I, there's some movies that I've watched that really did that in a good way. Um, and I couldn't watch them all the time. But when you were talking about that, I was thinking about Pulp Fiction. Yes. And when I watched that, it felt like like a blender was in my head. Like what? It wasn't until it was over, then I had to pause and be like, oh, so that was like earlier. And that- <laughs> <laughs> and my brain was like still like piecing it together and and figuring it out, and then I enjoyed watching it again uh, mm-hmm. with a little bit more understanding. But I don't know that I, you know, it doesn't always work. And 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 I couldn't watch stuff like that all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely! I took an Italian cinema class, which we were talking when I was in Italy. I did have the opportunity to study abroad, and I told Carlo a little bit about this just in person, but. Um, in a very small town called Ascoli Paceno. And I was taking classes that were going to be credits, like reading, you know, like anything like that. But um, there was an Italian cinema class, which I technically didn't have to take. But I was like, I'm only here once. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And uh, there is background in Italian cinema. I I feel so dumb right now because I can't remember the name of him at the top of my head. This happens because I studied abroad when I was 20, 21 and I'm 30 now. So this has been like eight years ago. So forgive me for not knowing the name. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, no worries. <laughs> You'll I, think of it. there yeah. was a,
1: he was very famous and he did a lot of absurd, like, you know directing with stories, but somehow they all pieced together. So you, in a weird way, as absurd and abstract as it was There were also many times where I was like, wow, this is very touching. This makes sense. So you're absolutely right. There are pieces where it does work sometimes, but then sometimes I'm just like, okay, I do need a little bit more, at least for me, a little more concrete. (laughs)
0: For sure. Yeah. And it's like all our brains work differently. And then when we're taking time to actually enjoy some art, you know, you want to do something, you want something that, that it's like, it's like food, you know, like what, what am I in the mood for? What will nourish me? What will, you know, inspire me? So, and, and. For some of us, it's always certain kinds of things. And and other times it's like, well, I'm in tonight. I'm in the mood for, you know, something spicy or whatever it is.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that all the way. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Super cool. Okay. So, so that's, that's, I, thanks for taking time to like, you know, diving in. Like, what does it mean to produce a play and how's it all work and all the pieces that come together. It's always so fascinating. Everything that somebody's passionate about or some new thing that, that, that I or anyone becomes interested and it's always fun like how many layers below the surface there are that you weren't even aware you weren't even aware of so Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that
1: oh you're very welcome yes
0: (laughs) um so let's talk about how how did you uh how did you get involved with with um stand-up comedy and what's your passion for that and what do you what do you what do you love most about that what do you get out of that you know
1: yeah yeah no i i definitely fell into comedy like some people i i've talked to different people on my podcast who will look like they grew up watching saturday night live and stuff that was not my story um i love saturday night live but when i was growing up um i had been born later in life by two older parents and i don't mean that to age them (laughs) it's just that they were older (laughs) to have a kid like they my mom had me at 44 and uh, they, they always watch like Seinfeld and everybody loves Raymond and all of that. So I grew up watching a lot of sitcoms, which is probably why I do a lot of clean comedy now. And you're the first person I probably ever told that to. So congrats. Wow. Yeah. Super I've never cool. brought, I, I don't think, cause most people are like, did you write a lot? Did you like do, which like I did, I always liked to write. I wanted to be an author growing up. Um, but then I wanted to be a lot of things. I wanted to be a zookeeper at one point, like you do you Yeah, you're a kid. exactly, yeah. Exactly, so, but yeah, I always grew up watching sitcoms, but I always wanted to watch Saturday Night Live, but my mom was like, it's too late at night, you have to go to bed, so like if I ever did, I would have to like <laughs> sneak downstairs and see it, and I, I always really liked it, but uh, I got into theater more just because I grew up going to the theater. My mom would take me to the ballet and stuff like that. I did dance and- Um, you know I didn't really have like an outlet to do comedy then as I got into college you know everybody wants to be like this dramatic actress and like all this stuff but I really found myself enjoying the comedic roles I just wasn't sure how like I didn't really understand what stand-up was like I always saw a lot of sketch comedy and a lot of sitcoms like I was saying so I understood that part comedically I just wasn't aware of going to like an open mic. So then, now we have, enter my early 20s, I'm back in Cincinnati for a couple of years, I'm producing theater, but I'm not really sure like, do I wanna take this to the next level where I start really diving into it as a business or what I wanna do. So I remember watching my Netflix account. And of course on Netflix, as we all know, just even as just a regular person watching TV, Netflix specials are the thing and you're watching comedy. And I started seeing all these women in comedy like doing amazing things. Like, um, like I remember seeing Nikki Glazer. I was like, she moved from Cincinnati to St. Louis. Like, I'm from Cincinnati moved to St. Louis. Like,
0: (laughs) so (laughs) awesome. So
1: obviously that means I should do comedy, right? Like it's just (laughs) But I remember like, I remember having that moment, I was like, but she's so, she's pretty and she's fun. And like she likes to look cute on stage and still be funny. And I'm like, how, I, I want to do that too. And then I see all so like cool. these talented people. Like I love Sherry Shepard. Um, she's another like comedic um, inspiration. I could go on and on about all the people I love in comedy. Whitney Cummings loved her. Natasha Legero. I don't know. I just kept seeing all these women doing great things. So long story short, I was like, let me try it and see if I like it. And um I ended up really liking it. You just learn moving forward at first that I thought I had to have so much material and then you realize all you have to do is like 4 to 5 minutes at a mic. So I was like, "Oh, well this takes the pressure." Yeah. Like this is great. I don't have to do like 45 minutes or 50 minutes yet. Like you can grow up to that point. So 5 years in, I've been like hosting a lot now. I'm I'm running a podcast and I'm I'm so happy about it. But yeah, that's kind of how it started watching sitcoms and Scene stuff. So that, I think that's honestly why I lean more towards clean comedy because that's something I was I was raised on more. So uh
0: uh-huh. that's that's so um it's just so cool how people that we don't may may never ever meet that some of these people that are doing comedy may 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 go off and become zookeepers <laughs> for right. all we know. Like <laughs> yeah. they may just that may have been a thing that they did, but like the things that we're doing are, are having an impact on people. We, we, can't, we don't even know and see. Mm-hmm. And so how that someone you saw other people, you know, on, on Netflix and, and people are coming to your show and I'm sure there are women that are having the same thing. Like, wow, that she's doing that. She's having fun. And she's, I mean, cause that I've, I haven't done very, I've done very little theater, but I've done, I guess, improv, improvisational sure. theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was a big learning curve for me of getting on stage and the vulnerability of it. And, but I was always with other people and I've got this, this huge respect for comedians getting up there. And it's just like you and the mic in the room and you're talking directly, you're having a conversation and, and um, dealing with hecklers and dealing with, you know, timing and dealing with the mood of the audience. And um, what a, what an amazing like, crucible of, you know, of means of like developing your, enhancing your personal growth. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's, it's very, it's almost very addictive, like in a sense, like I, I always get a little sad, like even if I've had, like, obviously we need time off to recuperate and take care of ourselves. So that way we can perform on stage and do what we want to do. Um, but I do get a little sad if I can't make it to an open mic, which just sounds crazy. Cause it's like, but you know, I'm like, oh, there's this new material I want to try. And, you know, people are always like, how do you balance it with a day job? But it's so fun because what I do on my lunch break, I work in the central West end. And then I just go to the Starbucks across the street because the little patio is open and I just sit there and I write and I do, and it just, it's, it's not, people always say like comedy is my therapy, which it is very therapeutic. Um, But I just feel like it's a good outlet for me to be creative, especially when I'm at a day job where the creativity isn't necessarily like the most priority. Like a lot of it is just paperwork and whatnot. Um, Having the ability to talk about that and other things on stage and, you know, with family and whatnot. And you, it's almost, almost like how we're talking about like mirroring and you know, looking at the other, looking at yourself, I'm like, Oh, this is how I feel about this. Let me write about it. So, yeah, uh, and and it's also, I like to do things like I like to find the funny in life. Um, I feel like there's a lot of sadness to it. So sometimes you got to find that silver lining and comedy is a great way to do that. So
0: (laughs) I love, I love that. I love it. How when, um, I've had that experience with lots of different things. I've, I've jumped into how, when you, when you are engaged in something you're passionate about, that you're excited about how then that will start to filter what you're seeing in the world. Yeah. Like looking for the funny or um, observations or things that you might notice of, you know, the whole Seinfeld, what's the deal with whatever, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like when you like start looking at the world we talk, we were before the, before we start talking, uh, before we start recording, we were talking about staycations and looking mm-hmm. at your own city. That's the same thing. Like when you, when you do a staycation or you take some time to go see something in your city you've never seen before, you're seeing it with kind of a, a fresh set of eyes. And, um, it's, it's fun for me hearing you that, that come out of you having a similar experience with, with comedy
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: that's like it's, you're, you're literally looking at the world because you're, you're thinking about material and what would be funny or what's interesting or what's curious. Um, yeah. Have you, have you um, seen um, how maybe it's helped you develop as a person from a confidence standpoint or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. Um, what people sometimes always say, well, I say what people sometimes, like, people always say this to me. They're like, oh, you're so positive. You're always like happy. You're this, you're that. Um, but I wouldn't have gotten into comedy if I didn't feel some kind of unhappiness, if I'm being entirely honest. Um, you know, when I first started, I was 20, because yeah, I'm 30 now, so I was 25 years old. I was a little, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, a little unsure as where my direction was going to go, because I had moved back to Cincinnati to be closer to my family after being in St. Louis and doing theater really heavily. Um, and then I kind of was at a crossroads of what I wanted to do. And what happens when you're in your twenties and even now, to be honest, is that a lot of people start getting married, buying houses, doing this. And I just wasn't in that phase of my life yet. Like I just didn't, and I still am kind of not to be honest with you, but I like, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's nothing wrong I, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want everything to kind of be placed in a certain way. And my best friend, Dana, at the time was feeling the same way as well. And so we both did a lot of creative projects together. Like she was my assistant producer for my plays and we did all of these things. And uh, when I started doing comedy, she was like always at the open mics. My girlfriends always came and supported. My parents weren't too hot on the idea of comedy just because they were like, well, there are like a lot of drugs around like (laughs) what? And just I was the, like, mom, just the you cocaine watched-
0: table in the, in the green room. Right. You
1: know? And I'm like, me? Like, I just, I just, I don't even like, I have one story about doing an edible in Amsterdam. And that's really was like, and
0: I was As one talking on
1: trip. But it's like, you know, but I I told them, I was like, you watch Jim Gaffigan, who they love. I was like, Greg Warren, they love him. Um, you know, Jeff Boxworthy, like, all these great people, Chris Rock, like, I could go the straight. I'm like, you guys watch this on TV all the time. I said, this is who I'm aspiring to be. I was like, these are people I look up to. So once they started seeing me on shows, it was fun. It's just when they first saw the open mics, they were just like, you know, it's an open mic. So anybody can come. But I'm like, mom, dad, there's a difference between a paid show (laughs) versus like people trying out material. And even with great accomplished comedians, sometimes they might try something out that you may not like, and that's okay. It's only four minutes, just like let everything go and just <laughs> right. wait for the next person. But why I bring this up is that I definitely felt like in comedy, I always tell people it saved me, uh, which people are always surprised about just because it's like, isn't it a bunch of people just like talking about their lives and their, and I'm like, well, if you really look at it from a perspective of everybody's growing and changing and creating, Uh, which I think I get a lot from my theater background, it's a very different view. Yes, I have hosted some mics and some shows where there are some people where I'm like, oh, well, this isn't gonna happen. Like, you know, this is not not going on. Like, I'm like, sorry about that. That was weird, Uh, it happens all the time. Uh, It happens in theater too. Welcome to, you know, live performance. But it's amazing to watch people, especially, you know, we're based here in St. Louis, If I see somebody have a set that they've been working on and then they kind of change the way a joke works and it hits the room, or I see a new open micer that they wanted to try comedy for the first time. And even though like, sure, you still have to write and, you know, put things together, but as a performer, they really enjoyed themselves. That's a beautiful thing to see. Um, Just seeing people grow and change. I am always really respectful of that since I am doing the same. And it's almost like you're doing that together as a team. Yes. Uh, so for me, comedy has helped me grow and change, and the fact that it's given me more direction and more reflection on my life. And, you know, sometimes I would be, even though I'm a very open person, at the same time, trusting people was always very hard for me. I'd be like, I'm always really nice and I'm very businesslike, and Molly, but people are like, let's hang out. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You like that? like I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. If I- <laughs> But now whoa, whoa, I'm like, whoa. okay, yeah, whoa. <laughs> and I know that sounds like terrible, but I'm just like, I, you know, I just went through, you know, a lot of transitions and friends and people, and you know, my comedy family has always been there for me and has always had my back and has never done anything different. So I'm very, I'm very appreciative of that. So shout out to St. Louis comedy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, no, I, I love all that. There's a few different things there. Like, uh, I guess it's, it's just so, it's so important. It's so it's not, it's, it's important and helpful when you have that tribe of people that, that, um, support you when you try to go do something different. And when you say yes, and, and sometimes it's harder, sometimes the longer someone has known you, then the harder that is when they see you doing something different, like, like, like what you described with your parents, eventually they got on board, which is great. But sometimes, um, some of the, some of the growth and things that I've done the last 10 years, there are some people from kind of my old world that don't don't want to come along i don't right. recognize me or don't re- don't don't get it and maybe and and that's okay that that's at first i was hurt um but then i kind of realized like well i'm i'm the one that's changed or that's doing different things and and it is like it's the journey like i'm there they don't want to come along in this part and that's that's okay that's yes. okay so as you learn and grow that's but that can be scary for people sometimes we we don't try new things or we're scared to go new places or we're scared to to pursue our dreams because the people in our world may not get it. Whether yeah. that's yeah, whatever that is, you know. Um mm-hmm. so good for you for that. That's awesome. And then you record you rec- you 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 brought up your how much you like watching your friends grow. Mm-hmm. Which ties in perfectly with why? Because I was curious about this. Like, why do you why do why, why do you have a podcast and you're interviewing other entertainers and comedians and whatever? Because you're genuinely curious and care about people. And so, obviously, part of it is I, I'd like to know, like, what are what all are you? Why are you doing that? And what are you getting out of it? I, I have a little bit of a sense of that, but let's let's expand on that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. No, that's a great segue. Great interview. Love it. Um, here's where <laughs> I started when I wanted a podcast. I actually didn't want one originally. Like people all the time are always like, you have a great, like even, so when my computer died and I was at the coffee shop, I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I gotta get a plug. And the guy was like, I hate to interrupt. Um, I just heard you talking over there and you have a great podcast voice. Do you run one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was like oh i do and like now i'm like oh i do it's called casually molly follow it i That's was like so i'm in awesome. an interview with my friend carlo it's called it's the journey follow <laughs> it. So he's like going through his iphone like so the, it all came back full circle but when i first got a podcast i definitely didn't want one um i started it when i felt ready for one but i feel like a lot of times podcasting you really have to have a niche for it and you have to have like um, some kind of understanding of how to market it and change it, which can be hard. I watched a lot of YouTube videos just to even upload my podcast to iTunes. So you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, right. I, like you were like, how do you do it? I'm like, it's called work. I have to that's what goes into it. But um, everybody in my whole life is like, you have a voice for radio, you have a voice for broadcasting, all this stuff. And I was like, i I did journalism, but I didn't really do broadcasting journalism. So I did more like press release and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So, I was like, I don't want to just sit in my room and podcast to myself or something, which that was a big thing. People were just talking into it. There wasn't really guests or anything like you see today when podcasts were started. Uh So what I did was when I moved into my artist loft that I was in for three years prior to being in our house, um, I had some friends come over my, again, my friends who have been supportive. I was like, Hey, do you guys want to talk about like casually getting followed on social media because that was like the hip thing to talk about at the time and I can't believe people still stream it it's the worst audio it's on my (laughs) phone but because my friends and not to be because I know there's those memes where it's like we should have our own reality show my friends should really have their own reality show they are hilarious like they're they're not stand-up comedians but they're funnier than me like they, they have so, so awesome. much yeah it was so i wasn't really sure and then also i was like 25 again 25 26 i started so a lot of my early episodes are like let's grab the wine like let's <laughs> in the chat. and now i'm like hello so you were on comedy central you did netflix this is npr like it's just it's so ridiculous how like you change over the course of time but Yeah, I I love interviewing people. I'm very fortunate to have it grow the way that it did. And I'm, you know, sometimes every once in a while you'll have people who you message that don't respond and that's perfectly fine. I'm like, whatever wasn't meant to be but I love that people wanna come and sit down with me. Like I'm not famous obviously, unless I'm in like St. Louis but at the (laughs) end of the day, like I, I, I love that I have people coming in and being like, oh, I like being talking with you and interviewing you. Especially when you have people um, doing shows, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I had a comedian named Mike Kaplan on. He's very talented, very interesting guy. He's actually coming to Helium in October. But oh, he, cool! Yeah, yeah. No, you should go. Well, well, I'll tell you more off the air. But yeah, he's coming in October, and um, he was doing a show at the Gaslight Theater in the uh, right on the Gaslight District or whatnot in St. Louis, and he uh, was shows really. There. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I love all yeah. the shows. It's so, so fun. And just talking to him, he was like, I kind of liked that we didn't have like any, because a lot of times with journalism, it's like, and what is this? And who is this? And this? And I'm just, I want to make it fun. Like, I want you to feel like when you're listening to my podcast, you're getting to know somebody versus like, we're in the biz. Because how many podcasts do you hear about? Like, you know, it, it can get a little inside you know, inside baseball, as they call it, where it's like, oh, this is my friend and I ran into this person and this, and it gets really pretentious and stupid after a while versus like Mike, here's a very talented comedian who, you know, gave me a, a Sunday afternoon to talk with me and was super kind. And we had a great interview. It's still one of my favorites to this day. So, you know, um, just getting to know people is a favorite thing of mine to do. And then getting to know people so accomplished is also a great check off list. So, mm.
0: well, you, you've uh, super inspired me because I'm in that, I'm in my first season. And so I'm in that steep learning curve phase of my oh, well, You're doing better than
1: me. You have a mic, <laughs> you at this. I just remember being like, so who wants to sit down and chat? Like, like you actually have a plan. I didn't know what my plan was. So so, sort of
0: like, well, it's like three years ago. I was like, when I first dreamed of it and my, my brain has to like, I've got this like, well, I'm a financial, I'm almost done, but I was a financial planner. So there's this aspect of me. And sometimes that's like a hindrance because like it keeps me from jumping in, but I have to like gather enough information before I feel comfortable. And then when I do, I'll just jump in with both feet but exactly um, in the same way i'm learning i'm learning i'm growing and it is it's like you said it's the same thing it's like um you've got a more we each have we have different focus You're, yours more entertainment oriented but and i'm just talking with whoever i think has a fun interesting story to help other yeah. people but yeah it's always it's always such an honor when someone says yes and it's it's so it's the same thing i i like feeling like i and my audience and getting to know someone and and uh I'm grateful for i'm great thank you thank you again for saying yes so, yeah
1: oh absolutely when you asked me i like put it on my calendar that's why i was like i swear i have time today we're doing this like this is good so i'm perfect. very i'm very happy to be here
0: <laughs> awesome now um one other thing i want to talk about is you've mentioned um you've mentioned jimmy a couple times so we're not we're not going to dive into jimmy's story but just as you as a <laughs> <laughs> As a relationship, like I always find that um, I, I always, am, uh, I always admire couples that are able to work together on their common things. And you've mentioned some, you know, house projects and things like that, that, and parts of it that you like and parts of it, he likes, and that each of you have different skills, but then you're obviously pursuing all these other passions and, and that works because sometimes, some of the things i've done the last decade i've had i've had friends men and women go i would love to do that but so and so would never when they say wouldn't let me they don't mean like they they would say no but they would make it miserable (laughs) and i i've that's like a deep like subconscious not even, that's like, I'm not even club conscious, conscious fear of mine of ever being in a place like that again, of like where I have to ask permission to record a podcast on a Saturday or go to, to study Italian or read a book or any of the things I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so like, give me some advice on your like relationship tips.
1: <laughs> oh my God, you are so cute. No, yeah. I, First of all, that is so kind of you to say, Jimmy will really appreciate that. So thank you. Um, I think what helps is that he met me when I was in that point of trying to figure out who I was. And I had finally got to, I didn't really want to date seriously because I was single for about like four or five years. Like I wasn't really dating anybody seriously. And before I met him, I was kind of like in the shitty apartment. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) sorry. (laughs) It was a really (laughs) shitty apartment. And then So I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to move into an artist's loft. So my, everything in my life had fallen into place. Like I had found comedy. I had a good day job. I was working at this hotel at the time. Um, And then I was like, I was producing a play too. And my life was really coming full circle. So I was almost ready to meet a partner at that time. If, if anybody is ready and you can, by the way, too, just a disclaimer, you can have all the things I'm talking about and you don't need a partner. But it just it happened to be in my life that this happened, yeah. and we happened to both be on a showcase. Um, it's now called the Golden Hoosier, but originally was the Southtown Pub <laughs> the on Highway. <laughs> and yes, it's like a newer place. Beforehand, Southtown <laughs> Pub there was like a little stage on the bottom, and this is like you know I'm so excited, we're having a great time, and I'm not a huge fan of karaoke. I'm better now; I've gotten better with it. But beforehand, even though I was a theater major. I was used to theater majors doing karaoke where they had to like sing great all the time. So I never saw like real karaoke where you could have fun. So (laughs) you're not impressing anybody. So that's probably why I hated it now that I think about it. But um, I hosted the show, Jimmy was headlining the show and my friend Bridget was with me and these couple of other like girls were there we're all having a good time. And I got real drunk on whiskey (laughs) and was like which I hardly (laughs) do anymore, but my go-to is "Wanna Be" by the Spice Girls, and Jimmy saw me do that. I didn't care what he thought. I was just like, <laughs> if he thinks I'm weird, he's <laughs> weird. Good day. Like, I'm not, <laughs> exactly. Right. And he asked me out. He was like, "You're so fun. Do you want to go out sometime?" So that's the first secret. Not saying you have to get drunk, Carlo, and sing Spice Girls, but just Spice, like being, I'm taking notes, Spice right? Girls. <laughs> next, next relationship be like oh well i met carlo he was yeah. just he, he was really being sporty spice up there <laughs> <working it out." laughs> wh- wh-
0: whiskey spice girls uh for anybody that needs an improv team name sounds sounds uh, like a good one so oh, absolutely thro- throwing that out there it's available
1: oh <laughs> it's available <Okay. laughs> No copyright <laughs> yeah i love it I, it was but yeah that that's the first secret just being yourself but um I had a very busy schedule because I was working at a hotel too. So I worked on the weekends a lot. And then my new day job too, every once in a while, like, because I do stuff with property management, we'll have move-ins that come in on the weekends. But I'm used to that because as a theater major, you always have tech rehearsals. You always have, you know, anything, especially when the show is about to open up, you have what they call Hell Week, which is like your costuming, design, lights, everything has to be set. So I, I'm used to that. I know that there are some people that have, um, myself included, who have been in relationships where somebody isn't very used to that. So that's why I didn't date for a long time, because I was like, well, if everybody's just expecting me to drink and party every weekend, I like to have fun, but I also have other priorities and things that I need to get done Um So for me, I was like, if I'm going to get involved with the next person that I do, he really has to be respectful of where I'm at. So I guess like setting up boundaries for myself and what I wanted was another thing. Um, What's great though, too, is that Jimmy also has his own interests. Like he builds, he also runs a podcast, you know, even I'm not a huge golfer, but he does golf with his friends. So, but what's nice about it is like, I'm not like, oh, you have to go golfing again. I'm like, please. (laughs) go do whatever you need to do. But I yeah. understand like you need as a couple to have other interests other than each other. I say this all the time. Um, granted, sometimes our schedules do get busy. So I'll be like, hey, sorry, we've been really busy. Like, haven't seen you in a minute. But then like, yeah, last night we sat here, we had dinner and I say here because I'm pointing in our house. <laughs> <You> know, we <laughs> sat here, literally right here, watched a movie. And, you know, you get your time back to reconnect. But I think because we both have other interests, and we were both leading other lives prior to meeting each other. It wasn't just like, like, I've had relationships where it's just me. And it's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, get a hobby, get a life, go do something. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know what to tell you. So I guess my, my thing is out of that. It's just like, Not to sound cliche, like being yourself and like doing what you want, but that's where I'm at in my life. I'm being myself. I'm doing what I want. I have a great circle of people and I'm in a very good place. So, you know, and that was because I set up boundaries of saying, here's what I want out of life. And if you're not going to respect that, and this goes for him too. So like, you know, it goes both ways. And we ended up growing together. We've been together for three years and it's been good. So <laughs> Can't yeah, <do> right.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I'm super happy for you. And I want that for, for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Where wh- you talked about growing together and each having each, you guys each having your own thing, because I think so often that when, um, when relationships start, you stop off, what I see sometimes is people stop being who the other person fell in love with. Yes. They stop doing all those interesting things. And the other person does too, because then it's, everything is about what are we going to do? What are we going to have for dinner? What are we doing this weekend? What are we doing tonight? What are we watching on TV? And there's no more I anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as I uh, was, you know, in the in the beginning of of that discovery for myself, as I was building my things and making, I used to get in a.
1: I am <laughs> <laughs> laughing and I don't even know what you're about to say. I just
0: feel <laughs> like this is gonna be good. <laughs> I, would get, I would get in pretend arguments with a girlfriend I didn't even have, about about protecting what I wanted to do, right? Because that would have been my that had been my. And I'm not saying anything negative about my ex, but like the way I was raised and society and, and, and I did it to myself by allowing that, but that's how, that's, that's how I was conditioned early and then continued to get condition myself for the first decades of my life. Mm -hmm. And as I was just getting a taste of it and enjoying it and feeling how good it felt, I was so scared of losing it because I knew that. I knew that i could i and i knew that it would be me that gave it away yes so kudos to you for like at, at such a young age having that strength to know who you are and what you wanted and holding on to that and then the then a person that aligned with that showed up during the whiskey spice grill night right i was <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> right. just like, like what's so funny is we'll talk to like jimmy's friends and they they, all their wives are like, well, we knew each other growing up, or we were like high school sweethearts, or... met in church and everybody's like how did you guys meet and i'm like oh i was doing stand-up comedy and i couldn't even stand up straight (laughs) no pun intended but it's just it's so ridiculous but i wouldn't have wanted it any other way like i would rather have somebody see me in full form this is who i am and i like i was doing comedy to begin with anyway so i and i wasn't going to change it anytime soon and he loves doing it um especially like when shows come up and stuff I can tell like I've been in relationship with like I dated an actor once oh well not that I'm saying that anybody shouldn't date an actor but (laughs) when I ever said I had a show or something like that like there's always like that weird kind of I guess like butting of heads being like well I don't have a show and you know saying versus with Jimmy if I have a show he's like oh my god babe that's wonderful like go for it And then he had a showcase at the funny bone on Wednesday and I was doing a show in Illinois and he was doing one at the funny bone. And I was like, so proud of us. I was like, look at us, like, look, we're performing. We're, we're, there's no competition. It's just like, I'm happy for you. You're happy for me. There's no, there's just no expectations, which is good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and and that's what's so, that's what's so neat is how, how, um, integrated that is in your life. Mm -hmm. with your relationship, with your podcast, with your watching, you know, with your hosting, hosting open mics, you are having fun with it yourself. And you also enjoy watching others succeed. And that's, that's, that's beautiful. And that's going to help you. That's, that's, that's going to, that's going to filter through your whole life in a wonderful, wonderful way and help other people in ways that you may not even know. So that's awesome.
1: Oh, that is so touching. I really appreciate that. I, I do like, I know it sounds silly, but I think that's why I like hosting because I do like watching others succeed, especially if I have a cool headliner, um, which I've always had cool headliners, actually. I've been very lucky on that. I'll be like, you have a comedy album? You have a dry bar comedy special? And of course, like they're used to people being like, oh yeah, like, so what? You have a dry bar? I'm like, that is so impressive. Like, you know, and it's, what's really cool is I, being on the podcast to add to I know I had mentioned a little bit earlier about accomplished people like being like I haven't done enough what I really appreciate is when I will ask like as the host for something which is again to reiterate what you start really doing as you're trying to grow in comedy you start hosting for headliners and you know I do some hosting and some featuring now and it's uh it's so interesting when I say so how do you want to be brought up on stage and I've had headliners that have said oh just say whatever you want, like no, or like sometimes if they do have something they're super proud of, which is perfectly fine. Like SiriusXM is a huge deal to get on. Uh, the last headliner I hosted for, she just said, mentioned said, "Hey, could you mention that when you on stage?" I get it; that makes yeah. total sense. Um, but I just love the humility of it. I love that nobody's making any demands of. This is how I need to be introduced. This is how I need. To right. It's just <laughs> right. like. Here's the cue like, cards. Oh, yeah. Just Netflix. Like I'm like, just Netflix. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, that's so exciting. And Cause I've, I've heard that and I'm, that's true in every field. It's not unique to stand up, but there are sometimes people have a, this mindset of scarcity versus abundance. And mm-hmm. then there are some people that if you are successful, then there's less success available for me. Yes. if you got lots of laughs, then, then, then there's just a few less for me because there's only so many. Mm. And, and that's, that's true in every single field. There are some people that are very, very successful at anything you can think of that will, that would be humble and spend time and tell you or give you pointers. And there's other people that wouldn't tell you their secret sauce because then, then that would take away from them somehow. And so, um, you obviously do that and it's cool. You seeing, seeing other people do that. And so, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge all that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, how can you, I feel like when you're joint, you, you have to, when you're pursuing anything, whether it's entertainment industry, you're going to be a doctor, whatever you're passionate about, like what's important, is, and I've heard this so many times, and I'm so happy that like, you know, we have people, especially even in St. Louis, when we have like meetings before the Funny Bone open mic or like meetings before a show or even at Helium Comedy Club, anywhere. um, I love when you have somebody in a leadership role saying, yes, like it's so cool to work with a national touring headliner, right? Obviously it's, I mean, there's so many that I've met that I'm so appreciative I get to work with. But um, why I... Love that they also highlight. You have to remember the people you worked with, hand in hand, going on the way up, mm-hmm. and through comedy. Like I had mentioned earlier, I've met so many good people who I know will have my back. Uh, so you just have to, you have to be in people's corner and succeed and have them grow. You know, especially being a woman in comedy. Um, I'm not trying to highlight and say I'm a victim or anything like that, but. Uh, I'm so close with the women in comedy and I'm, I know you are mutual friends with some of them too as well and it's just it's a beautiful thing to see another woman succeed and I feel like women try to get pinpointed against each other a lot which I hate because I'm like go girl do you like I yeah. I want you to succeed i think cuz people are like oh there's only so many like and I'm like no that's stupid like There should be more, so you have to encourage other women to join this and be part of this. So, yeah, that's just my crusade right there. No, I'm happy.
0: I'm happy happy you brought that up, just because it it is so important. I mean, just going back to the very beginning of the story of you talking about watching Netflix and being inspired, and the more, the more, in this example, the more women that are being stand-up comedies, comedians, or scientists, or engineers, or whatever it is, it's just, there's a, a, a five-year-old out there, or a 12-year-old, or 18-year-old that's going, well, maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, M- my sister was one of the first um, female horse jockeys at Fairmount Park, like ever. I think there was, I don't know if she was the first, or, or, um, there was one before her, but I know there were two that were like, right at the same time. So my, my niece is an avid listener. So if, uh, if, if, uh, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let us know. Megan, Megan tell me, tell comments. me if
0: I'm wrong. Check, check. <laughs> you can fact check me here. Um, uh, my now my mic's not working. Hello. 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 I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, so no, I think, I think, I think it's great. I think it's great that you're doing that. And, 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 that, like you said, you got to stick together, you got to have your tribe and your tribe is comedians, but it's also female comedians and it's, you know, you're holding e- help, hold each other up. And it's, yeah, that was such a joy. And like, you know, we didn't know each other, but all of a sudden discovering that we knew like. A dozen people. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, um, one, one more thing I want to, I want to ask you before we wrap up. Sure. Um, is so many times we, and I talked about this a lot about how like I had to cut things out of my life in order to make space for the things that were important. And because I think, I think I've, I've mentioned this. uh, We were talking about this at the beginning. Like I, I, even, even during the pandemic, I found myself, I'm like, I'm not driving to work. I'm not driving my son to school. I was having my groceries delivered. You know, I calculated all the hours of things I, I couldn't do, like go to improv or go see shows, go to out to eat on and on and on and things I didn't have to do anymore. Like I looked at it as like, I don't have to commute, you know, during that time. And it was 500 hours in the course of a year is what was freed up. And that's when I finished my book and I started the podcast and all this kind of stuff. And I started getting negative Judgment and accusations of like, well, how do you have time for all this stuff? It seems like you know, like, like I was stealing from someone. Right. Um, and I know sometimes people say that, and they're just kind of judging themselves because they're not doing something, whether it's whatever it is. So, sure. what um, in your own life, what is it? Do you, do you find yourself consciously saying no to certain things so that you have the time and space for all these beautiful passions and, and hobbies you have?
1: Yes and no. Yeah. No, I I totally get what you're saying. I feel like the pandemic, definitely, although it probably, um, somebody I was talking to phrased as, I don't know if it was the package I I wanted it to come in, but I did do (laughs) a self-reflection on it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: no, I well. So what happened was I was working at the hotel and the hotel was essential workers during that time frame. Oh, so I was okay. still. Yeah. So that was a little crazy. So it went down, but it was weird because we went from having because we our traffic for people who aren't familiar with St. Louis or are familiar with St. Louis uh, was in Midtown area. So right across from the Fox, I lived in the artist's loft. So it was kind of a great little setup. I went to work, I went to comedy, I had a theater and all that. So then having that all shut down at once and all I had was the hotel was kind of like, oh, well then what's going to be my purpose then? And so I started like crying a lot. I was like, what am I going to, which a lot of people were. And some people lost their jobs completely. So for me, I didn't really have to drive anywhere. I walked and whatnot, but I realized, I was like, oh, there's a, there's a real capacity about silence and the hotel was obviously very silent. So you're like alone with your thoughts, thinking of things. So that's when I really started listening to more comedy albums. Um, and I prior to it, I feel like I was just a little burned out beforehand and I hadn't really had the chance to like have the time to listen to comedy albums and things like that. So in a weird way, although I still had to go into work I still use the time that I had for something productive. So in the morning, like, yeah, if it was quiet, like normally, like some people would just, you can sit on your phone, you check out Facebook. I was like, no, I'm going to put that. That's where I'm talking about the yes and the no. I like took away my time with Facebook and all this other extra additional crap we do every day, but replaced it with something productive. So I really, um, I've mentioned Nikki Glaser before, um, but I loved her podcast, You Up. And I loved it on SiriusXM and the interviews, but what I loved what she did was that during when the pandemic was happening, she moved back here to St. Louis and she started doing like these really raw and uncut, well, I mean, maybe there was some editing to them obviously, but um, just a little bit more like rather than being like, we're in the business and stuff, like what was happening beforehand obviously, and understandably so, because it's about comedians and shows coming up and things that I was very much interested in. I loved learning more about her and what she was going through. Cause I'm like, oh, here she's pursuing all these passions but she's also going through the same kind of trials and tribulations I am as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then I started listening to more comedians albums that I've been recommended but just never had the time for. So now I started doing that, you know. Um, I finished up a book uh by Jen Kirkman, another great comedian that I really like lies I tell myself (laughs) all these things. (laughs) You know, like I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, Me too, Jen, like me too. (laughs) But I um I bring this all up because I was like, Oh, now I have the time to do all this stuff. And it made a better version of Molly that I feel I felt more confident to come move in with Jimmy and take our next step. And I I knew what I wanted versus I kind of just had to take that. I stayed in my loft for another year during the pandemic just to kind of get myself together. And I felt like that's what I wanted that loft for was to rejuvenate myself and make myself a better person. So that way, when I did move in here with Jimmy and adjusted my life and things like that in a good way, obviously, but I was ready for it. And now putting comedian albums on in my ears at my day job is part of my daily routine now. Um, it. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not something I don't have time for anymore. It's like, nope, I'm gonna listen to this album. I just listened to uh, Theo Vaughn. He has um, a new album. I'm gonna tell you about it because you need to listen to it. It's okay. so good. And it's not really a comedy album. It's a storytelling kind of okay. thing. Um, let me hook it up right now. It's so, and I apologize if anybody has listened to this and they know it and they're like, didn't you know this was happening? Latest release, it's called Telling Stories. And okay. he's got like um, a DJ underneath, and uh, cool. he tells the story about his life and how he became. And it just, it almost, it's just like with your podcast, it just humanizes people. You're like, oh, you're a human too. And I, I've loved Theo Von for years. I think he's hilarious. I adore him. But just knowing that he worked hard to get to where he is, and it just reminds you on days when you're struggling, you're like, oh my gosh, but if Theo can do it, me too, you
0: know? <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's yeah. so great. You know, we, we need that. And then you, when you talked about it at the beginning, you know, you said there were days where you cried a lot and I, I want to, I try to make sure to like, you know, my, the last 10 years, and certainly during the pandemic, it wasn't all just look at, you know, you know, me being super productive. There were days where I was like, this just, this sucks. And right. I'm going to play video games for an undisclosed amount of time (laughs) or go go for a long walk or whatever. Um, but you know, you did several things that I've, I've tried to reinforce with people that are so important. You know, if there's something that you want to do and something that you want to be good at and something that you're curious about, dive into it through other, other people's stories, people leave clues. And like, for me, like I, I'm, uh, I'm constant, I'm, I love reading and studying biographies of like people that have been dead for 500 years <laughs> yeah. but the but late reading of like hearing the words of michelangelo or leonardo or other artists i'm really passionate or uh, you know then you each one you discover a little another person um opens my mind up to what's possible when i'm curious about it. and then so you like you said you you said no to doom scrolling and and yes to something that would feed you and, and now it's a habit and it's something that's part of your life. And it's, like you said, it gave you the confidence to, from a personal and relationship standpoint, and it's impacting. You said it made a better, you say it made a better Molly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, lo-
0: I love that. I love that. So, and how, you know, that's impacting is certainly all it's just spiraling out in all, all different areas of your life. So
1: mm. thank
0: you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for you and for your life because you're so self-aware about and intentional about what you're doing. You're, you're making, you're good, you're good at making observations and taking actions and taking steps. And if you've done all this at 30 and then you're like, Oh, I want to go into movies. I want to more about this. I, you're <laughs> it'll be fun. It's going to be fun watching what you're, what you do over the years uh, and how, how you keep growing. So
1: Congratulations, Steve! Oh, you. You. oh, Carlo, I feel so much better now. Because I'm always like, <laughs> like I told you earlier, I'm like, am I even doing anything? Like, am I doing yeah. anything right? Like,
0: <laughs> I think, I think we we always feel that way, and we forget we forget to look backwards. There's something I learned a long a long time ago from a the strategic coach. Was the name of the program? Okay. And it's called. He tells you how important it is, and people that are entrepreneurial. Uh, often do this to themselves or people that are driven is uh, he calls it avoiding the gap because he says, what happens is we get this vision for whatever it is we want to do, have, or be. And as we move toward it, as we get closer and closer, before we get to it, we go, we, we, it's like climbing a mountain. You can see the next peak and you immediately reset the goal to something that's further out because now you can see a little further and you forget to congratulate yourself on the badass stuff that you just did <laughs> and, and, the, and the growth you had to get and the cuts and bruises you got along the way. So you, he, he calls about this gap is because you keep, you keep staying in the gap between what you want, where you are and what you want, or what you, what you whatever it is you want to do, have, and be. So I think it's important to like, um, I learned from him how important it is to like celebrate our successes. Celebrate, you know, uh, celebrate our growth, acknowledge it, memorialize it some way, write it down, you know, go, you know, go have a whiskey spice girl night. I
1: don't know if I did that, I would just like die, but yeah, back then, oh man, I'd be great.
0: (laughs) No, but like, that's so, yeah. So there's just a lot, it's a lot of great, a lot of great lessons here for people that are listening. And I, I knew there would be, and I'm, I'm so grateful that you, you know, came on and shared that with everyone.
1: Uh, well, thank you for having me. Like I said, I, um, I listened to your podcast before a uh, shout out to Rafe Williams. He posted on his Instagram story and I was yeah. like, Oh, Carlo, that's Italian. Let me listen to this. <laughs> and, and like Rafe, even though I don't see him a lot, he's a fantastic comedian, always very kind every time I see him. And he's been on my podcast too, as we've talked about, but that's amazing support system. He was like, listen to my man, Carlo. And I was like, we'll do. So <laughs>
0: he's great. Yeah. I mean, Rafe and Libby and Tina and Bobby yeah. and like all these people. It's, it's so fun. And, and, uh, I haven't seen most of them since well, pre pandemic, yeah. but it's, mm-hmm. but, be, you know, I do, I am able to keep up on what they're doing and what they're going and
1: absolutely just hit that like button. You're like, Love exactly. It, like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So again, you know, and I'm, that's what I'm just trying to do here is just, give people as many examples as I can find and it's been such a joy I keep keep finding more again we we met because you yeah because of Rafe yeah thank you Rafe
1: who was
0: who was my first improv coach ever and Love was it. just. And just, just like with everything he does, such a professional attitude before he even started coaching, he was reading, he sent us selfies of him sitting on, a. On, he was on vacation, reading books about how to coach improv and came into it with such seriousness of like, uh, like the, a new, a new, like, um, uh, you know, like the new dad, that's going to be a, a soccer coach for his team and like treated us, you know, with love and respect and wanted the best for us. And just, 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 it was a great experience and I grew from the process and, uh, them. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I just, I just, I want to keep, it's just been so fun. Like being able to like have these stories and learn lessons and give more and more examples for people that, um, are sitting on something that they're afraid to say yes to. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing it and keep it up. I can't, I can't wait to see what, uh, what, what happens next with Molly.
1: Oh, same to you. Now that I finished your book, I'm like, now what's next, Carlo? Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next novel? I can't
0: wait. (laughs) Nice. Well, uh, I want to dive more into some of the American dream stuff that I think bogs us all down.
1: Sure.
0: Um, I'm almost done with being a financial planner and I've I've watched that endless pursuit of materialism suck away lives including pieces of my own and mm-hmm. i want to help people before they get bogged down with that
1: so, yeah agreed
0: uh, yeah yeah so sweet well uh yeah i, <laughs> of, I mean, of all my guests you know like you being a theater person and a comedy person all the tech issues that we jointly had we just rolled right through it and exactly. uh you're, you're the best so oh, thank you
1: thank you <laughs>
0: So I'm going to post in the show notes, your, your podcast, mm-hmm. casually Molly podcast. Yeah. Super and thrilled. whatever else uh, you, let, you let me know if there's anything else, but so people can find you there. They can find you on Instagram, any, anywhere else, any other big places.
1: Yeah, just Is Facebook, it? Instagram, Twitter. Uh, okay. Casually Molly podcast on all streaming services. That that's basically it. Yep. Cool. Molly Amberby, I, everybody. <laughs>
0: sweet Molly. Well, I'll post all that so people can find it. Listen to Molly; she's great. Uh, has great guests. Um, you get you know, her journalism skills are, are shine through in her interview interview process, and so uh, you'll enjoy it. You'll love it. Have fun, and then go see a show. When are you performing next?
1: Um. Oh my gosh! Great question. I am actually performing tonight. <laughs> okay (laughs) (laughs) uh, but i uh i will be in festus missouri i'm doing a uh hosting for uh mark viola and amber clear uh over at the four brothers mead i've never been but it's a cute little brewery so i'm very excited about that and then i do have some shows on the docket i just every comedian does this so i know i'm not alone it's on my calendar okay (laughs) definitely um if anything changes but yeah i've got shows coming up here's what i'll do they'll be on my website if you are a fan after listening to me just go there
0: go to the website okay cool so i'll post your website and podcast and all the stuff so find molly oh. follow her and enjoy her and uh who knows maybe you'll be up on stage one day knows?
1: Yeah, we'll see so molly
0: thank you so much i hope you have a wonderful weekend and i appreciate you joining me
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you for putting up with all the tech issues. We rolled through it. It was great.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you so much.
1: Bye, Fred.
0: Bye-bye. Okay. That is a wrap for my 46th episode. I hope you had fun with Molly. Uh, she's an amazing person, super fun, super smart, super driven, super focused. She's got this great ability, I think, uh, to kind of assess what she wants to do and just just do it. Uh, from from producing plays to jumping up on stage and facing her fears to of uh, of doing stand up comedy to doing karaoke and doing a podcast. And then it's so cool that uh, so many times people don't really know themselves enough to know what they want to dive into and study in college. And at, at whenever she did jump into journalism and theater, it's cool that that was something that then she was able to carry beyond college and continue with up until today. And it's like I was saying to her, it's going to be really fun to see what she does with that in the years going forward. Um, Not only did she know herself well enough to know what she wanted to study at 18 or whenever she finally decided on those majors, but then post-college, she continued with that and continues to prioritize it and prioritize it enough to then build relationships that support that for, for her and for the relationship. So, um, I learned a lot from that. I hope you did too. It's so important. I talk about that in, um, it's the journey, I'm sorry, in, uh, afterlife, um, how, as I began my healing process and began saying yes to the things I wanted to do in life, that I slowly started building a tribe around me of people who supported that and more and more, the people who didn't support it, didn't understand it, have been slowly fading, fading from my life. Um, and Sometimes that's sad, um, but I mean, we, sometimes we have a choice. So like if, if things we want to do, do we want to dive into that or stay stuck doing what we've always done? So it's really cool and inspiring for me to see someone so young that's already got such a strong sense of self, and um, so kudos to her and her parents and her family and all who, all the people we didn't even get to talk about that were that were a part of of that. There you go. So follow Molly. Um, her website is Molly Ambergee. Dot com. That's A-M-B-U-R-G-E-Y. I'll have that in the show notes. Uh, in addition, uh, you can check out her web, her uh, podcast, The Casually Molly Podcast, and find her on Instagram. And then you'll always know when shows are coming out. And she does a really good job with her video for the shows. So we can kind of watch the guests, and that just gets adds a different dynamic to it. That's something I want to have eventually, but I'm not there yet. So, but she's in season six <laughs> and so it inspires me to like, well, what else can I do? So, um, there you go. Those are all the things, uh, oh, and you can find her, uh, upcoming shows right there on, uh, on our podcast as well. So check out all that stuff. I hope that you learned something. I hope that inspired you. I hope, uh, I hope it was fun for you. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things. So that's all I got again, if you like this, please tell people, like it, share it, comment, all that stuff really, really, really makes a big difference. Um, So I really appreciate you all. I thank you for your kind words and support and feedback as I move through this part of my journey. And I hope you all will keep saying yes to your dreams and enjoy your journey. Thank you. you. Mm-hmm.